What is going on, 5-9 Gamers? My name is Joe Weggs, and today I'll be your host for your favorite podcast, the Dokkan Battle Podcast. Our podcast is presented to you by 5-9 Gaming, your source for all things gaming, anime, and entertainment related. Be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on all things 5-9. And just a side note, 5-9 Gaming is at PAX East right now, so be sure to check out their Twitter, check out their channel. We're covering, doing all kinds of interviews with game developers, so please check them out at PAX. It's a really cool experience there. So uh, today's episode of the Dokkan Battle Podcast is number 79, literally just Petan. Uh, today we have uh, some amazing guests to help us along in our show. So first, I would like to introduce to you uh, the man of many gotchas, Gal Riot. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, bro. Uh, good to be back, of course. Uh, just got off of watching Spy Family and uh, reviewing it. So I'm in good moods. I'm in a very good mood right now. Yeah, I have been hearing good things about Spy Family. So I think I definitely have to check that one out myself. Uh, next, we have the master of the slime gotcha himself, Ice Cold Joker. How are you doing today? Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm also very happy because I also just got done watching Spy Family before this <laughs> podcast. So we're all doing good today. All right. Well, at this point, I feel like I'm the only one that hasn't seen Spy Family. So I definitely need to go check that out. Uh, next, we have the super battle road king himself, the mass Ningen. How are you doing? Yo, what is up, everybody? How's it going? Don't worry, Joe. I haven't watched it yet either. So all right, maybe, all right. Maybe you're I, with me. You're with me. <laughs> maybe I'll get on it eventually. But yeah, either way, happy to be here and talk about what's been going on this week in Dokon. Because as we all know, there is a lot. Oh, so much. And uh, <laughs> last but not least, we have our JP uh, player here who is just eating up all the content. Uh, in Kabi's biggest fan, Minato. How you doing? So anyways, uh, I've also been watching Spy Family. I haven't seen the episode yet today, but I caught up with the manga like a few weeks ago, and it's so, super pog, super pog. Yeah, you have to get into it, man. Woo, so good. I mean, should we just forego the Dokkan podcast and do the Spy Family podcast? No, why not? I'll be ready. I'll be ready to... That latest manga chapter, though, kind of crazy. Okay, but... Anyways. All right, all right, all right. That's another, that's another podcast, I think. Check out the Sauce Pot on 5.9 Gaming. For all your anime uh, podcast needs there. Uh, and then lastly, we do have Vilify behind the scenes producing, doing a great job. Thank you for what wait, you wait, do. Wait, 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 wait. Vilify, what, what, why am I Kabe? What is going yes, on? thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Vilify is doing a fantastic job behind the scenes, making everything fantastic and perfect as it should be. Um, we, we have Inkabe's biggest fan here, quite literally, um, on the podcast. Okay. So uh, it's funny. So, so yeah, you should, uh, change it back, you know. And, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We're all good. No, We're all good. That's perfect. Say. It's oh, perfect. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, speaking of that, uh, Minato, we're going to need you to carry us through all this JP content. Uh, JP, literally just Patan. Can you tell us all about the amazing content on JP right now? Yeah, so Baton Battle, uh, it's a mode where you essentially go in. Uh, it's dead. There's nothing to do. Uh, just, literally just Baton. That's it. There's nothing. It's been dry for a week, guys. I'm I'm suffering. I'm like drowning, but in sand and dirt, not water. <laughs> <laughs> the On opposite a, uh, of drowning. <laughs> that's right. On a somewhat serious note, though, uh, is there a new card set at least? Yes, there's the uh, Future Saga, and then it's like the Tarlis movie together. It's like, okay, it's cool. At least I get to collect something. But Does that like... mean anything? Do we have a Future Saga <laughs> celebration coming? Does Patan Battle no, connect uh, to content in any way? I think that it's just like the Turles, because Turles EZA and sure. the, the LR Turles being featured. I think that's what is connected. Because okay. uh, usually there's like these hints <clears throat> towards like the small versions, but it's not always. It's just 
Uh, my throat is dying. <clears throat> okay. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, from talking dead. about all this JP content, right? We're exactly. This is too much. Dude. This Ooh, is too much. much. <laughs> it's too much to do. I can't. So dry. Oh my goodness. Bro, my, some water, bro. You can die, there, you, can, bro. you can hear the sand in my voice. I'm actually gonna water, and I'll let y'all handle the global stuff. JP, right. just I'm sorry. It's I mean, yeah, I was gonna say his throat <laughs> is as dry over. as JP. Yeah. So, I mean, while Minato explores the desert that is J.P. Dokkan to find some water, <laughs> we will uh, jump into Global here. So, on Global, we have the LR Goten and Trunks EZA. Um, I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts on the unit, if you got them grinded out, how you like them. Um, so, Ningen, we'll start with you. How, how do you enjoy your experience with this unit? Uh, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I had mine rainbowed and fully link leveled, ready for the EZA to come out. Um, as a side kind of note, whilst the uh, foresight for global, which is always seen as one of the big uh, bonuses for playing global over JP, has been a little bit wonky in the last six months, at least with things being released out of order and all sorts of stuff like that, banners changing. But the one thing that I still love about the foresight is knowing when EZAs are going to be coming, like which celebration mm -hmm. EZAs are going to be coming with, because then it lets me know that i need to start link leveling those particular units so they can be ready just in time so obviously got my go 10 and trunks to full level 10 links um i didn't really watch many videos on them when the eza came out on jp so when i did my own like first showcase for them it was kind of like my first real experience with using them and honestly i was present pleasantly surprised i actually tried using them both on the 200 team with martian vegeta lead and obviously the 170 lead just on a normal martian boo saga team and overall i was very impressed with the attack stats that they're putting out um their defense after supering is pretty good um obviously they can't really be used as a slot one unit but yeah overall very satisfied with them obviously we've had some rather duff lr ezas that are just you know really at the bottom of the tier and i think these guys are definitely in the upper tier of uh, lr ezas that we've had so far yeah, definitely. Very good. I'll talk about my take in a second here, but I was also pretty impressed with them. Um, Joker, what's your take on the Goten and Trunks? Um, yeah, I was pretty happy with how how they held up. Um, let's see, mine is only I think sixty nine percent right now, and not level ten links. And on the two hundred percent team with the uh the tech Goten that uh, supports gifted warriors, he was still putting up like six and a half million attack stats, which is not bad. Yep. for you know an easy lr at this point considering how old they are um but yeah they they carried me pretty well in the legendary vegeta event when i took him in tanking a super from evolution blue vegeta still hurt a lot but i mean unless you're stacking defense it's gonna hurt regardless so but otherwise throughout the entire event they took double digits after they supered and double supering then it's just it's hilarious sometimes so i think they're really good yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Gail, what are your thoughts on this unit? I like them. I really do like them. I, I think a lot of people underrated them when they first came out on JP. Of course, people started appreciating them more. And uh, obviously, one of the big things I wanted to use them on was the 200% leader skill with Vegeta, right? Margin Vegeta, that is. So it's been good fun. I think they're really good. I only got them done just like yesterday morning. So only had about 24 hours to use them. but. I'm I'm liking them. I'm liking them so far. I'm going to throw them into some other content as well on lower leader skills to see how they operate there. But on the 200% leader skill, they're doing pretty decent in my opinion. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, my take on them, I'm in the same boat as Ningen, where like, I didn't really watch a lot of videos. I just kind of heard like, you know, that they were pretty good or whatever. So I was kind of using them for the first time and like really looking at them. Mine is rainbowed. Mine were like level eight and nine links. I had started link leveling them and then kind of like tossed them off for another unit at some point, but they were still very high link leveled. Um, I did 200% leader skill. And what I was really impressed with is they are just a very easy 18 key unit. That five to 10 key at the start of turn is so impressive. Um, I think the one thing I don't like about them is their their links are a bit wonky. Um, they can only get like, I think a four linking partner is their best partner. Um, yeah. And they're not like crazy. I was using like the STR Goten and Trunks, the new one, and I'm not a big fan of them anyways, but um, kind of using them, they were okay. The big thing with them, like I was pushing out nine mil attack stats. So like if you're running them as a focus with support, they're hitting really high. The thing with them is they get 150% attack on super. And when you're putting all that on super, supports impact that way more. So I noticed rotations without support, they were dipping down to like six mil. But then when they had support, they were like nine mil. So you really want to keep them supported if you want them to hit hard. Um, and then, yeah, I think they're okay after supering, like they have enough defense. But yeah, you can't put them in slot one because they're getting like all their defense on super, right? So um, they're just kind of that type of unit. But they're like a nuke, like they hit pretty darn hard. So if you like them, I think you're definitely gonna get some use out of them. Um, Minato, are you back from the desert yet? Yeah. Okay. I, what are your thoughts on this unit? You've had a little bit more time to play with them. I think they're very good. Uh, they're probably in the upper tier of LR EZAs, which is good. It's very, very nice to see that they're actually making these units pretty well. Uh, I think they had a good basis already. I would say that, I guess, you know, you guys gave mostly my same thoughts on the unit. So I'm going to talk about in red zone specifically. I think they're actually pretty strong for red zone because I I know a lot of people aren't really that like, you know, excited over the medium chance to dodge sometimes. But I think it's a very nice thing to have, especially as a unit like them that they can get like easily 300k plus defense, right? Like without even support or anything. They're just um a very good unit that you could have floating on the team. The issue is that, again, their link set is very bad, so they are regulated to being a floater, but I think that's what their design is meant to be. Uh, just because they get everything on super, they have the dodge uh, for the third slot, just in case, you know, they could dodge a super attack or something. Mm. And, you know, their key mechanic, I'm not sure if you guys really, like, dived into the key mechanic, but I think that's, like, one of the strongest parts of the unit. Getting 5 to 10 key, just, like, for doing nothing, is absurd. Yeah, I, I talked think, about that in my showcase because part of what makes God Goku and Hit so good is they get six or seven key for free. And this unit's 90% of the time going to get at least six key or more. And it's like I said, it's actually hard to not 18 key with them. Um, Ningen, it sounded like you were going to chime in a little bit too. I was just going to say, the only thing that is a little bit annoying is obviously the RNG aspect. Because uh, yeah. when I did my showcase for them on the 200% team, I think it was literally like the first four turns in a row, they only got the five key. I think the only time they actually got the 10 was when they were on a rotation with a bunch of key supporting units anyway. So they didn't even need the full 10, which is a little bit annoying, but obviously it is nice for any LR that gives themselves a bunch of extra key it is definitely nice. I mean, uh, that kind of is just like really bad luck because they all have the yeah. same chance. Right? <laughs> I know. So that's yeah. like, that's like the worst case scenario, but getting five key at worst case scenario is like, yeah, exactly. That's really crazy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. The thing is, is I, I don't like RNG on units, but if the RNG is done well, I think it can work. Right. So when your yep. floor is still five key, like it's not bad because you're yeah. always getting the mechanic. It's like if the RNG was you might get key or you might get no key, then it would be bad. But because you're always getting at least five key, I think it's a good mechanic. 
Yeah, imagine if you had chance to get key when you take a hit. That would be terrible, <laughs> right. wouldn't it? What oh, awful mechanic Lord. that would be. Right. <laughs> and then you got to put him in slot one to get hit, and he doesn't get defense that started to turn. So, yeah, that would be pretty bad. Um, yeah. Something we didn't touch on, though, is what are you guys' thoughts on additional versus crit? Because I know some people, mm. when you're putting additional, you're kind of playing that Russian roulette of, you know, they can lose defense if they get the wrong 12 key super. So does anybody have any thoughts on like how you build them for potential? Um, just go for crit and then dodge and then leave yeah. the five additional assets. <laughs> five additional, that, okay. It's pretty. That, I mean, the five additional is what he gets anyway, or they get, I should say. Yeah. Anyways, uh, off base, I think you should just leave that as is and then just build them around getting more crit and more dodge, pretty much. Nah, okay. oh, go now nah, go the Russian roulette bill. Just give them full additional. Just take roll those dice, baby. 20, 50 percent chance. You know why That's not? Right. I want maximum <laughs> damage. Tanks, <laughs> well, because if you get the fifty percent chance to get the uh, the fat go tanks, then obviously they do buff their own defense again. Yeah. So their defense would be insanely high. But obviously, jokes aside, I do kind of agree. Like I don't like taking that risk. I mean, it goes back to pre EZA where both of their twelve key supers debuff them in some way um so yeah I, I even saw people back then who had them at like 55 percent who didn't give them the level five additional because they didn't want them to get an additional super attack so <laughs> yeah definitely crit and then secondary for dodge i think gotcha yeah on mine i kind of did the middle of the road approach i did do 11 additional which is the minimum you can give them without dodge because they already have dodge built in so i felt like giving them the six dodge or whatever i don't know I, I did the 11 additional, so I got a little bit of the roulette going on mine, but uh, we'll see if it bites me in some difficult content in the future. <laughs> but I it, I think they, they it plays to, you know, because they're kids, they're goofy, and the randomness of what they do in the show, I think it kind of fits their character. I like that they gave them that RNG, but they're still, like, really good, right? Yeah. Well, because the thing is as well, like, obviously, whilst they are debuffing themselves, if you get the skinny Gotenks uh, 12 key super, you are still doing an additional super attack. So I did a run yeah. with them in the Legendary Vegeta event, and um, they got the skinny Gotenks additional super, but they also crit on that super, and then that was enough damage to actually finish off that phase. So it didn't actually matter that they'd debuff their yeah. defense. So obviously, in the right scenario, it can still be beneficial. Yep. Yeah, I, I evened mine out, so I went. Uh, I don't. I don't really care about the defensive debuff. They hit very hard, regardless. And if they, yeah, if they do like what Ningen had, and they crit on their additional super, then you don't really have to worry about much. Especially since I think Mianto, you went over the the calculations last podcast, and the chance of you getting the the defensive debuff is actually quite low, regardless. Yeah, so, I mean, it's because. Like, you have to factor that additional split 50-50, then you need, it's the other 50-50 by that. So if you have five additional, it's like a 1.25% chance or something. So it's like, yeah. So what odds you are you're not going to get debuffed. <laughs> yeah. Pretty right. much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so moving on to their Extreme Z Battle event. Um, I believe the featured team was Gifted <laughs> Warriors. So, uh, Joker, do you want to tell us about your experience in this event? Do you think it was hard, easy? What do you think? I don't even remember it because it was that easy. It was that easy. Yep. Don't even remember it. All right. Uh, anybody else just want to have any comments on it or is the general consensus it's just easy? Well, Minato, I'd be interested to know your perspective, obviously, from JP. Was it still easy on JP? Because the big thing I noticed from my experience is, obviously, when this EZA came out on JP, they didn't have Margin Vegeta, so they didn't have the 200% 
like gifted warriors team and that's what i used and i posted a screenshot of my clear of stage 10 and obviously in an lr eza if you have the link legendary power active you do more damage i beat the whole thing with the 200 percent team with no lrs on the team like it was just <laughs> that easy because obviously when it originally came out it wasn't designed with 200 percent leaders in mind so i'd be interested to hear if it was just as easy on jp well, no, because uh, on JP, there's you had to use like Ghost Hunter Trunk Treasure Leader, right? Which is they're good, but they're not like you know, Maj Vegeta, right? Mm -hmm. And especially with the buff, and then like the tech units you have <clears throat> for LRs, you have like Demon King Piccolo, and that's that was all there is, right? <laughs> um, full power Frieza, like you had to, it was kind of weird. Um, definitely mm -hmm. wouldn't be as easy as it was in G on Global, um, but it wasn't really difficult, right? I imagine yeah, like, I was gonna say because I I used that team. I didn't take Majin Vegeta's team because I wanted to see how it would be with just the pure gifted warriors team. And honestly, full power Frieza alone was just dominating the event absolutely fine. Like it wasn't even a I I didn't have to retry once, which I mean sometimes that happens. Like I think it was the, the first time we got legendary Super Saiyan Broly's easy eight. That's when I was like, okay, that this gets a little bit hard towards like level ten and nine, but this time around, even with just the Gifted Warriors team, I just threw Full Power Frieza. I threw in Tech Transforming Frieza, Golden Frieza, uh, and um, DKP as the main tech units to deal damage or tank. And I, it was absolutely fine. And there was no issues whatsoever. It, it was very easy for sure. Yeah, I did the same thing. I started with Majin Vegeta, and I'm like, ah, oh, I want the legendary power. So then I just did the physical Goten and Trunks lead, and then a full LR team. and. Um, there were some moments where I took some damage, it got a little dicey, but for the I didn't die once and I cleared it pretty quickly, so it wasn't too bad. Ningen, were you adding something there? No, no, I was just agreeing. Like I say, I think the if you yeah. don't have Marja Vegeta, the full power freezer team, considering like oh, yeah. Gale said, transforming freezer, golden freezer, all those guys are on the category, so that probably seems like the next best way to go. Sure. All right. Well, next up, we're going to talk about how Mighty Mask sucks. So, Gail, <laughs> did you uh, did you happen to uh, grind up that Super Strike Mighty Mask yet? I actually just did it like today, um, a couple of hours back. Um, I haven't had a chance to use them, but I mean, I've seen enough and I think they'll just probably be there in my box, just lying and collecting <laughs> dust primarily. Their primary use being they're adding to my power level and that's about it. That's literally there you go. Power level fodder. Uh, Ningen, tell us how Mighty Mass sucks. He sucks. Um, <laughs> what's really funny, just as a side note, which I, always, I find funny how this happens sometimes. I feel like sometimes the Dokon community loves a good train wreck because my <laughs> Mighty Mask showcase video has like twice the views of the LR Goten and Trunks one. <laughs> so yep. people just love a disaster, apparently. So uh, the problem with them... They're not like the worst unit in the world in a vacuum. The problem is, if you're going to make a unit that is on like two categories, one of which is World Tournament, which is a dead team, like just make the unit crazy good. Like you actually already mentioned them for a different reason, but LR, God, Goku and Hit, they're on not a lot of teams. Obviously, they got right. their own new category and everything. But they're the perfect example of a unit that is quite limited. So they're really, really good. And yep. that's where they kind of missed the boat on uh, Mighty Mask because, yeah, he's on one good team, which unfortunately is Margin Buu Saga, which I think we discussed last week and somebody in the chat confirmed is like the biggest category in the game. So 
are you really ever going to run them? And then I think their best linking partners are the EZA physical and AGL Goten and Trunks, who they share three links with, and that's their best link partner. So I just don't understand. Like I said, if you're going to make a super limited unit, I don't necessarily mind that, but like make them good, like make them actually worth running. And as somebody said in the chat, for some reason, great Saiyan man in his disguise He's Gohan, we all know that. So he's right. on Hybrid Saiyans and Goku family. But Mighty Mask is not on Hybrid Saiyans. He has the link Super Saiyan and is not on Super Saiyans. So it's just a very badly designed unit in almost every single aspect, unfortunately. I mean, one of many things that Dokkan needs to fix. Um, <laughs> later on, when we're talking about something um, with the, the viewer questions, I, I have a lot of issues with how Dokkan names units that we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, there's a lot of naming issues. And I think there's a lot of category issues, things like that. And another um, example of what you're talking about, Negan, with units that are limited but very good, I think Ginyu would fall into that as well because yes. you run him on the Ginyu team and he is busted as all heck, right? Um, Minato, very important question for you. In Kabe or Mighty Mask? Who's better? Oh, uh, in Kabe. Well, you're his biggest Ooh. fan. I knew you were going to say that. I knew yeah, you he's say biased. That, right? He is yeah. right, though, to be fair. <laughs> he, is, but... <laughs> he is right. Yes, he is right. Um, Joker, do you have anything to add? Uh, not really, because I haven't finished grinding them up because they're such trash. But I also didn't realize the missions just gave you a whole bunch of oh, no. copies of him. <laughs> oh so no! I went and grinded <laughs> like grinded all the copies and all no. the medals, and then I went yeah. and collected the missions. And I was like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." <laughs> yeah, I got lucky noticing that just as I was about to start farming. I think I already used one boost, anyways, but that just helped in Oof. SA level, thankfully. But boost? I was like, "Ooh, boost that real quick." Oof, I mean, hey, listen, listen, listen. The main thing is. While the unit itself wasn't good, it the the the, the you event used did a give a lot to of stones. Farm yes. the mighty mask. The the event did give a lot of stones. Uh, that is true. Well worth it, well you worth used it in my opinion. A boost to farm mighty mask. <laughs> 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 it's all right. Hey, look, boost is good for cutting time on things you don't want to do. So but, exactly, exactly. But the good thing, I the thing I do like about the mission structure is, like Gail said, obviously you get a lot of stones out of it. So if you're listening out there and you haven't done it yet, obviously you've just heard us all talk about how terrible he is. Still, do the actual grind to get him maxed out and everything because you do get. I think it's like twenty two or twenty three stones or something in total, and none of the missions require you to actually rainbow him. So you don't have to waste any of your own orbs you just have to open the paths which i think the mission for opening the first path gives you like three extra copies so you can just use them to open up the other ones um some of the missions give you the medals that you need to awaken the ssr like the sr into an ssr so make sure you check the missions carefully beforehand because i think you can get away with beating all of the stages once and then the final stage, as long as you do the missions for beating it with an Android team and beating it with an Android 18 on the team, I think you only have to beat the third, the final stage, the fourth one that gives you the easy A medals. You actually only have to beat that stage three times. And then because you've done all the missions, that gives you all of the medals and everything that you need. So make sure you check those missions first. And then, yeah, you don't actually have to do that much of a grind and you do get some pretty decent rewards. So even though I'm the so card sucks, just... make sure you do it. 
I'm so glad you just mentioned those EZA medals because I was about to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a mission. Literally, literally sitting here ready to like, do it. Be here, be here with an Android team, be here with yeah. Android 18 on the team, and be here in five turns or less. So just literally build your strongest Android team with 18 on the team, and you'll beat all of those missions mm -hmm. in like one run. And then you only have to I... do it like two more times. So. Yeah, I think you only need to do it a total of three times. So uh -huh. it's not that serious. Like, it's really, really quick, surprisingly. And one of the things I do like as well is the fact that those missions are retroactive. So if you're an older player like me, I already had him awakened at SA15, and I think I'd already opened, like, two of his paths so as soon as the event went live a bunch of those missions auto completed and that meant i didn't actually have to farm any copies of the card because a bunch of the mission rewards are the extra copies so i do like that going forward because it means obviously we know every super strike is going to be like this going forward so if you want to come at it completely fresh you don't have to do that much grinding or if you do find yourself with nothing to do in like the few days leading up to when the next one releases you can farm out like one or two extra copies and then once the event goes live you're gonna auto complete like half the missions so i do like that the one thing i will say uh, as well like doing this event and the way they handled the easier stage for it i wish they would have just done this for every other free-to-play unit you know abandon mm. the easy areas this is so much better the way they've organized the way you get the copies the medals and stuff it's yeah. just so much easier and nicer it's just more it's not a chore it doesn't feel like a chore and that's what i want i mean dokkan needs to be in a space where it's not you don't feel like it's a chore playing the game and whenever you do an easy area even though the unit might be great after that easy area you know you look at the number of free-to-play lrs and stuff but I'd rather it be the way they did it with the Super Strike units. And I know they mm. won't do it because Easy Areas are now an uh, integrated part of the game, but I just wish it was like that, man, because this is the way they should have been doing it for the longest, for sure. Mm. The one thing yeah, I will yeah. say that took me by surprise, though, is the um, that actual fourth stage, the one to get the Easy A medals, I was quite surprised at how hard-hitting that stage is. So I don't know what that would be like for a newer player, because I know obviously he had type disadvantage and is a slightly older unit, mm -hmm. but I was running the Android team, and my Rainbow Level 10 Links AGL Android 13 took like 250k from a super attack, which I yeah. was, was not expecting. So that was quite <laughs> a surprise. Yeah, it's not a pushover stage by any means. Um, that's why it's good you don't have to run the three times, right? Yeah. But yeah. um, in terms of like, should you grind this unit or not? Like my my message to basically all players is, I think every free to play unit you should grind them out. You don't necessarily have to put the orbs in and rainbow them right away, but they're all mm -hmm. worth grinding, even if they're bad, because at some point they could be required for another really good easy A. You yep. don't want to see yourself stuck maybe not being able to get that unit. We all remember the fiasco with, uh, well, I guess that was a little bit different, but there was that fiasco with the STR Krillin where, like, if people bought him out and didn't actually have him, yep. he couldn't, you couldn't yep. do it because the unit was gone. That's kind of a different <laughs> scenario, but you got you to gotta take every, every free-to-play unit seriously now. You can't just, like, baba them. You can't, I mean, you know, like, you got to uh, grind see, them all out. The, yeah. thing about, the thing about that that's so funny yes. is that it was fixed, like, JP1 Krillin came out, oh, they yes. instantly had it available, right? Yes, can Global took copies. forever. Global had to wait for the um, update. That's why that's so funny um, to me. But, um, I would, yeah, um, I, I, I would say the thing is that a, a lot of new players, just in general, JP or Global, doesn't matter, a lot of you guys don't farm these units right and then you're like there's no content and then when you need to use these units you're like oh my god i have to farm these free-to-play units yeah. 
bah, 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 bah. Yeah, was I was that? gonna say because, <laughs> oh goodness, like, because they chill. could easily release. Yeah, no, they could easily release an LR where you require these super strike units. I mean, they could do something where they used to do. Remember back in the day when Tech LR Prime Battle Goku, you had to use these super strike units for him and his farm. So it's not impossible that they could do something like that again, and that's why they've been you know pumping these super strike units out like you know no tomorrow effectively. Yeah, and we'll circle around back to that because that actually is one of our Twitter questions for later. So we will dive into that a little bit more as well. So um, next, what we're going to do is we're going to jump in. So Global got this very interesting producer letter, um, and basically they let out all of the results from the survey. So we're going to kind of just look at those kind of one question at a time, kind of get um, our thoughts on does it mean anything? What do we think it'll mean for the future? Things like that. So the first question here was about our thoughts about high difficulty events, and it was pretty overwhelming. About 57% said they would like more types of difficult events. So, um, Ningen, what are your thoughts on this first question? What do you think it means for the game? What do you think Dokkan will do based on this question? The difficult events one? Yes, the difficult events um, one. I don't know. This one is interesting because the thing I talked about when I covered this is the fact that sometimes global acts like the JP version doesn't exist, or at least the global players don't know about the JP version. So they're in, I think one of the things they say is that they are preparing new difficult events. So I don't know if that does actually just partly reference the red zone. Uh, it could mean, obviously, with um, Golden Week coming up, which should hopefully, by all estimation and based on last year, be a dual celebration on both versions at the same time. Um, one thing that we see happen quite a lot, which I was thinking about earlier before we got together to start this, was the fact that, you know how sometimes when we get a dual celebration, we get like a new Infinite Dragon Ball History stage, which obviously technically then for Global is being released out of order. And then like we yeah. just had, then a new one comes out and the numbers kind of shuffle around and get updated. So I wonder if this could mean potentially um, something like for the Golden Week celebration, they add a new stage to the red zone. But obviously for global, that means that would be us getting the red zone for the first time, like before the anniversary. Because obviously it's not out of the question. They've very often released mechanics or things that have come out on the anniversary on JP early on global. So I wonder if it could be in reference to that. Um, otherwise, I'm not really sure. I mean, we've talked about in the past what they could do for more difficult content. Um, and we've seen with things like, you know, when Extreme Super Battle Road first came out and obviously now the red zone, a lot of it is kind of just turning up all the numbers for damage and then limiting the number of items that you have. So I'm not really sure the best way, because obviously we can all say, oh, you know, I'd like them to do more difficult events but with more creativity than just you know cranking up all the numbers but then at the same time i don't know if i really have any like really great practical solutions to how exactly they can do that but yeah it would definitely be interesting to see what exactly this means um and obviously shout um, out to the uh eight percent that the uh said that the, the difficult events are too difficult <laughs> uh yeah. my honestly my guess is that it's literally just the red zone for the anniversary because they speak that is disappointing when, though if it is when, when they make these they are thinking from the global perspective which global doesn't even have red zone which is like a step above the difficulty so i'm presuming that's what is what they're talking about right uh because global doesn't even have like like you know at the moment well they're getting the update right for the uh like auto training and auto easy finally right yeah but um that's like in a few days but like they don't even have stuff like that so i'm, I'm pretty sure they're talking about 
Red Zone specifically, which would make sense to me. Yeah, a, a quick side note on the auto training you mentioned, just for global players to know, when you're link leveling now, you should save your Cybermen, and you can actually use them to train now because you're you can slot in 99 of them to train, and you can actually save you training items. So that's gonna it's, that's what I'm could, looking forward to with that. It's not even just 99; you can slot in all of them, like all of them. 99. Yeah, just a ton of them. Yeah, so then you can just max your units out with Cybermen, which is awesome because they were clogging up my box. Right? Um, does anybody else want to comment on the difficulty bet part? I want to point out something, right? Um, we say that it is like an, if you look at the pie chart, right? It looks like it's an overwhelming positive thing. Like, yeah, we want 57% of us want the more difficult content, which is true. But if you look at the other three options, that's still like about 43%, which is a lot closer than most people would presume it to be. So I think they will definitely still look at it and be like, okay, it's still kind of like in the middle. Uh, like Minato said, I think it is more focused towards, oh, the red zone is happening. But I do think they'll also take that into consideration where they're looking like, okay, 43% of the player base realistically doesn't want harder content than what is already in the game as well. So I think they're going to have to, they're going to balance it out a lot more. And as a result, they'll have to accommodate to both sides. So that's also something to take note of. It's not as spread apart as the pie chart may may show it i should say uh -huh. um it's a lot closer than you think for sure for sure um so okay i'm actually looking at the actual twitter here so i i don't know if the order is the same as on our outline but i'm just going in the order of the slides so the next one on the slides is about the friend function i know when we talk about friend system friend function like people are getting excited like we want that friend system update but i don't think this is actually going to pertain to the friend system update we all want um the info we got is that 43 percent said they didn't the, the bad thing is is they didn't give us an option to pick like and fix the friend system the option was i would like to team up with friends and that's the one that people picked the most of i think it was 43 percent um joker what are your thoughts on the friend function question do you what do you think it's going to mean moving forward i don't know i feel like every time they want to bring up a question regarding the friend system they actively avoid the one thing that we really want them to do yeah and I don't understand why. Like, I don't know how hard it is to actually reprogram the friend function. Obviously, it would take a gigantic rehaul. But as far as like how much time, how much effort that would be, I don't know. I'm not a developer. I don't do that kind of thing. But literally, the entire community is screaming for this update. And oh, Dokkan's yeah. like, meh, meh. Let's ask some other questions about using friends, but not in the way that everyone wants. So the fact that they're doing this in such a roundabout way, I'm not a fan of, and it doesn't give me a lot of hope for the future. Um, but that's it's just kind of sad how they don't want to do what we want them to do when they literally do almost everything else that we want them to do eventually besides World Tournament. Yeah, and, and Minato, I want to get your thoughts on this. And more specifically, what do we do with the 22% of people that want PvP? Because I, I think those people <laughs> need to go to, a, go to a doctor or get something. Get in the sea. Go play Legends. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah go play legends please the 22 percent. but minato what do you think about the friend function question so we find them and then we take them out all right <laughs> in a video game say <laughs> tell them to go play legends play all these old dragon ball fighting games like not it doesn't need to be in dokkan right um anybody else want to just share thoughts on the friend function question anything you think might come of it i mean i think anybody? it's just something that we've talked yeah. about before with the yep. uh 
the B and C kind of stuff. We've talked about mm -hmm. various ideas from other gachas like guild concepts and like co-op raids and stuff like that. That is the kind of thing that I would like to see because I'm pretty sure for this one, the one that I picked is the would like to team up with friends because I do think that kind of thing would be pretty cool as long as it's implemented um, in the right way. So I think that would be good. Because yeah. the yeah. thing is, I, I just want to add as well. I mean, they technically, I, well, it's not really with friends right now, but they already have something where you can team up with other players and that whole co-op missions thing that they do in every big celebration, right? So I wonder, are they just going to change that to like, oh, you can do it with your friends or something, so, which isn't like what we exactly want here. The problem is they, they've made this question way too like, broad slash vague so it's really hard to like judge like how do they expect us to you know how do they because we will perceive it as one way like oh we're thinking of like you know friend raids and stuff like that but they could be thinking something much more simpler than what we're thinking so mm. that's also another issue i have with this specific question and if yeah. i'm not mistaken Mi Mi uh, minato you can tell me this this question was exactly the same on jp's survey as well right because i remember truth talking about this like months back i feel at this point yep oh uh, it's the exact same right where they don't give yeah. you the option about uh changing the friend system they're more so like um hey do you want co-op to work with other people that's what you want right you don't want you know to use the team yep. that you want oh <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, yeah plus so, the... so... go ahead Nick, Nick. i was just gonna say the thing they say it's like in the actual comments it's like uh many of you are playing while sharing information with friends and other players so we're gonna implement features um it's kind of like that again makes me think of something like the guild system and obviously the fact they've introduced the whole new power level thing and when you go into the friends list you can look at your friends power levels that kind of that's the kind of thing that seems to be hinting at when it says like a bunch of you are playing while sharing information with other players so i think more in-game stuff like that is going to be pretty cool yeah they use the specific wording invite friends to complete missions together so that makes me think some event where you can go in with a friend, do an invite or like a random invite, and you complete a mission live where you're taking turns, maybe setting up a rotation and attacking or something like that. But I think mm -hmm. that's the key here is something that we can do live where I could actively like, I could call up my brother who plays Dokkan and say, hey, let's do some co-ops together. Because um, I played City of Final Fantasy Opera Omnia and they have that heavily implemented in theirs where co-ops are a big thing. You can join random people and you're fighting live. So I think they're going to come up with something like that. I don't know what it would be. I do think raids probably make the most sense, but not like the raids that they're currently doing where it's like everyone does their own thing and then we combine our scores. Something where like, let's actually, we have a boss with hit points and let's all go in together and try to kill the boss type of thing. So who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, we all really want that actual friend system update. So who knows if that'll actually come or not, right? Okay. So next question is reasons why you want to include a character on the team. And I think, I heard a little bit of something about what this might be leading to, but 43% said that they, they want to check the character's performance so I can build a team that includes the character and play difficult content. So obviously kind of like showcases, testing out characters, things like that. And then 31% was the second. That was pretty high as well, um, that people want to see the animations. They want to build a team focus around that character and then just do various events regardless of the difficulty. They just want to enjoy the character. Now, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they say something about possibly implementing like a, a training dummy event where you could just set up a scenario and fight. Yes. Is that, yeah. So who wants that? Minato, can you share about that or what we know about that? And do you well, think that this is what it's relating to? 
Uh, I would say it's not related. Um, okay. I, I think that there's different things, right? Because this, the event they said, they said like, do you want a sandbox event, right? Basically in one of the, um, uh, in the most recent JP survey, they asked about that, which is very interesting, right? I mean, essentially right now, our sandbox is like the legendary GG Goku event or the Vegeta yep. event, right? That's like our sandbox, right? Because the events are, could take a lot of turns, right? Yep. Um, but... I would say that this is different. This is more so like, you know, why people are summoning for these units. In a sense, you could relate it to that too. Sure. Or why people would use certain units, right? Like, you know, there's, um, like, for example, that 31%, a lot of people maybe just really like LR Go Ajo Gohan's animations, and he's the most used character in the game, you know? Yep. Um, stuff like that, right? The character, right? Um, and you know, there's the of course the majority, um slight majority is what they state, but there's the forty three percent who want the units because of their performance, right? Which makes a lot of sense, right? But you could see that there is still a third of the community that really cares mostly for the animations. And that's definitely the more casual player base, which is uh it's nice to see there because uh, animations are very, very important. And you could tell, like, you know, like with Raditz uh, that came on JP right now, his animations were not on par with other units. So that's something else that, like, really encapsulates into, like, look, you see 43%, 31%, that's like 70, 74%, almost like three quarters of the player base who wants good kit and then good units. And, uh,. <laughs> It's funny because Radis has none of those, so it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you can see how he did terribly, right? Especially yeah. with not being a fan favorite character. There's a lot of things that you could really look at that chart and tell, you know, okay, why something you can sue. I mean, pretty common sense, right? But it's it's nice to see the actual numbers there. I think sure. it's interesting because I said when I was talking about this as well, like the it's interesting to hear you say about like the casual player thing, because I think it does kind of extend to the upper, like the other side of the scale as well, right? Because if you think about players like us, um, obviously we're slightly like slanted differently because we create content. But if I didn't create content, so obviously I don't need to pull the new unit so I can make videos. A lot of the time I will just summon for a unit, like say for example, Margin Vegeta, when the details of his kit came out, obviously, you know, we can all agree he's a good unit, bit of a wonky design. So when his details came out, there are obviously some people who straight away started saying, oh, he's not very good. Like he's not worth summoning for. But for someone like me, like I really like Vegeta is my favorite character. I, I love Marshall Vegeta. I thought the animations were good. So I'm going to summon and get a copy of him just because I want to have him. I don't need him because my account, I can beat all the content in the game. So I don't need any units but i just wanted him because he was cool so even for the like long time players i can kind of understand the uh the animation answer um as being quite as high as it is for sure anyone yeah, else want to chime in on this one go ahead it's like the thing is that uh, like especially if you're summoning right um spending money on the game like that right it's like if a character just doesn't at this point like red zone is different right but like any other form of content i would argue is just literally just easy <laughs> extreme super bad or anything unless you're doing a no item runs uh the fact they have like four items in those stages make it a cakewalk like people beat espr with blue galk and goku that shows you it, like it's not really as difficult as people would think if you have the correct setups so that's why at this point a lot of it is because of the animations um and if a character's animations doesn't look good 
I just feel way less inclined to summon. That's really mm. it. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like I people... Even... Go no, ahead, Ningen. Go ahead. You're good. I was just going to say, people want to see those great moments that they love from the show or the movies, like animated in the game, especially now with the fact that we are, especially when you think about how old the anime is for like early Z arcs and like some of the early movies, like the animation in Dokon literally looks better than the actual source material. So if it's like, you know, a moment that is one of your favorite moments in Dragon Ball, like you're probably just going to summon for that unit, even if they suck. So uh, <laughs> that's why we need a new Super Saiyan 2 Gohan because we don't have the Father Son Kamehameha. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we need it. Right. But really, though, we do need that with the voice. Uh, I'll just put that in there. For sure. Yeah. I was saying, too, even with easy events like Dokkan events, where like the new unit comes out and you got to get 77 medals and you got to run 11 times, you know, a lot of people probably just like to auto battle that. But I see that as my opportunity, even though they're fast and they're easy. I will run like a different team each time just so I can like see my animations and use teams that I don't use all the time and just use my characters. So I, I even see easy events like that as an opportunity for me just to use my teams really quick. So I kind of like that as well. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on the reasons why you want to include a character on the team question? I will right, say so the one I will say though, yeah. just as a like final point, the one that did kind of surprise me is that twenty one percent said the character works well with other characters on the team. Like I don't know if it's just the way it's worded, but that seems like a weird answer to me. Like if my favorite team in the game was, let's say, Margin Busaga, and I saw the details for Margin Vegeta, and I didn't really think he was that great, otherwise I would have picked B. Or I didn't really think his animations were that great, or I would have picked A, but I just thought he'd work really well on my Margin Buu saga team, so I summoned for him. Uh, that's I don't know why that one just seems kind of odd to me. But well, I mean, I, and it, 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 there is the situation. It doesn't necessarily have to be the main unit, but it could be, say, the banner unit who helps out massively. Yeah, that Obviously, is true. Golden, yeah. and, Golden and Trunks is an invalid option, but let's say <laughs> you look at in. In third from Frieza, right? Really good option for any sworn enemies team. So uh, yep. you build you build it using you know maybe the I mean, Boo's team or whatever, and you can just chuck in Bo uh, Frieza in that team. Not necessarily going to link well, but he's going to give that support. We gotta say that another thing is that you know, like I said, I what I was talking about earlier is I said specifically when you have the correct setups. Not everyone mm -hmm. will have every single unit with correct setups and stuff like that, right? So some people may need a certain unit to beat a super battle road stage, like you know, maybe you don't have STR Super Vegito, and you know, he you you get him, he works well with the team, and he's your key to beating that stage, right? I think that's what that question could mean. Yeah, that makes sense. For sure. Plus, for sure. it makes more sense, I guess, for a lot of smaller categories as well, because Marjan Busan I mean, is definitely not the uh, good example. But yeah, smaller teams that definitely need the help. If that's a actually, team that you like to run, then I guess that could be a good reason to summon for a new unit just because they're going to buff that team. So, mm -hmm. I mean, a perfect example right now, which is live on Global, are the type units. They're not necessarily amazing in terms of animation, nor are, the, nor are their kits like amazingly up to date at this point in time in the game but they're great supports so you know you could mm -hmm. slide them into teams here and there and they fit well with other characters like str hit with you know hidden god goku amazing yep. team together right so that's a perfect example i would say mm -hmm. for sure all right well let's move on to the next one this one i think is a pretty spicy question um so it's our expectations for the international version in the future and this was overwhelming uh 66 want to have characters implemented at the same time as the JP version. Now, I'm going to say my opinion is they're not talking about actually syncing the games up. 
I think they're just saying do more things like Golden Week and, and the worldwide celebration. But you guys can tell me if you disagree with that. Um, Joker, what are your thoughts on the uh, sharing uh, events with the Japanese version? I think it's better for the game. I don't think I think that global is going to be in a much better spot, you know, happiness wise, staying behind because that means we potentially won't lose the tickets and we don't lose all like the foresight and everything. But them holding celebrations at the same time is still works out for everyone because we got Golden Week last last year. GT, Goku and Vegeta are still very good units. We got Worldwide Celebration together and Nama, Goku and Full Power Frieza are still very good units and everyone gets to celebrate at the same time. And, you yep. know, Ningen and I are not left to just sit here and salivate over all the new upcoming units that are so good and 200% leaders. And, you know, four or five months down the line, we finally get to use them. But also the content's kind of dry because they've been out for five or six months. So I think this helps a lot of people if they start bringing other celebrations together, not just like the big time ones. Uh, other than that, I mean, I'm OK with it. Yeah, as a global player, the thing I hate most is seeing like a new hype unit. And then by the time we get them, not only is my hype down on the unit, but the unit actually is worse because we could have gotten a different same time celebration that like surpassed that unit. And then when that actual unit comes out, it's like, oh, well, now they're there, I guess. Um, and you don't really care about them as much. So I think it's it, we've said this before, but it's it benefits everyone to have units come out at the same time because global doesn't have the time to prepare. We don't have time to plan our dragon stones. Um, so we're going to spend more money. It's going to surprise us and be really cool. I think LRUI Goku is one that really got me. He was a global first, but yep. um, stuff like that, when you surprise global, like you're going to make more money, right? The real question here is Minato as a JP player, what are you going to do with these 22% that want global exclusive stuff? <laughs> what are we going to do I, with them? I, I do the same thing with the front system people. I just, it's the same 22% no, that want PvP. So we yeah. send them to Legends? Just send them to Legends? Dude, it's, it's, it's literally just like, why, I don't get the argument for either version having exclusive content. It, it's, but like, what's the point? What, what do you have moral high ground? Like, I get something that you don't, you know? It's like, that's okay. This is a so mobile like a Dragon Ball game, dude. Yeah. It's like... Does it really matter if it's exclusive? Just have it come to yeah. both versions. Have make the entire player base happy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it. Like, there's already some like slight exclusive stuff, like Pilaf's Trove, right? You know, but if they make actual content that's exclusive, that's where it becomes an issue. Uh, and yeah. I know for sure the JP player base probably won't be too happy, considering you know they see some global first stuff like when Tech Broly came out on JP on uh, no. global, uh, things were crazy, right? So mm -hmm. I, I don't think they would ever really do that, especially considering that it is, uh, like it is like how much is it? It's eight percent, right? So that's a very small minority of people that want that. So I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I would say probably wouldn't come into fruition um however you know stuff at the same time as jp is fine and they do state in the actual letter itself they have plans for campaigns that'll be held simultaneously and they're considering increasing it. so maybe mm -hmm. maybe tanabata is same time right uh in the future right um maybe they can make yeah pretty much i think the last big thing that would need to be synced up would be anniversary and tanabata right those are things that on um, both well, versions aren't same time, right? They could do two anniversaries or anything, right? You know, like they could sync up stuff like that. I think it could be very interesting. Mm. 
Yeah, and I mean, at some point, if you sync up enough celebrations, I mean, eventually the whole game is going to feel like it's synced up, right? If they just keep adding more and more. So even though it's not directly saying that, it could actually lead to that because eventually it's going to be so close where it's like, oh, there's only like three celebrations that we're not doing at the same time. So let's just do them all at the same time, right? I I think the anniversary is going to be the biggest hurdle to get over. Um, because they would I, have to celebrate two different anniversaries to make that happen for real. I mean, uh, but what they could do is just get rid of the worldwide celebration, right? Just, yeah. just, just scrap they could that just move that there. up a month and yeah, make, make that, that the anniversary. Anniversary, yeah. quote unquote. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see an issue with that, right? That's or could something... just Town Abada be the global anniversary? I mean, that's nah. kind of in that well, time slot, right? It's not as hype, I know. I but mean. Like, well, it's uh, a single LRDFE, so yeah. So that would be just too many. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time. Vilify chat saying streams died. So I think our stream is back on. Sorry about that. It looks like we cut off for a minute. So uh we were just in the middle of talking about um the idea of the joint global and JP. I'm I don't remember who was talking. I think we were all kind of talking about um having the anniversaries join up at some point. So I don't know, does anybody want to continue that thought or do we are we ready to move on? Um, I mean, I would say that um, it, it would be a little weird with Tanambara, like Gail said, right? Uh, so we'd have to wait and see, I guess. But they, again, they I, could, they, I'm sure they could figure something out, right? The sure. main issue I have is you try and juggle around all of this, but you also have to remember we have a lot of like singular Dokkan Fest exclusives, which will also get uh, affected by it. I mean, we've already seen Global being affected by them chucking stuff around here and there, left, right, and center, right? To me, I feel the best way, I mean, they didn't even include it as an option, so there was no way. I think I put it as another option. I'm probably part of the 4% who put in the other option. I just said, personally, I think it should just stay consistently behind. That's probably the best way to do it. The because the thing is for me personally, the way I perceive it, right, is a lot of the times whenever there is uh whenever you try and and as this is just some me coming from seeing other gotcha games do it. There's so many gotcha games out there have that have tried to do the same thing and have failed miserably. Um and it's when they try and you know get this sync going on and you know try and match the versions together, it just never works out necessarily. And we've seen how many times globals messed up on you know various maintenance updates and stuff like that it's and even though it's the same update as jp it's they've somehow screwed it up some in some way for me i think the best way to handle it is just staying consistently behind but that's my perspective of course i do understand the positives of course of having stuff happening at the same time i do i i enjoy it tremendously as well but knowing how dokkan is and knowing what other gotchas have done and how they've achieved it and knowing Akatsuki and their past endeavors in doing stuff like this, I personally prefer it if they were just sticking behind consistently. That way, there's no stress on them, you know, trying to figure out what the schedule is. There's no stress on us players, you know, worrying about like, oh, is this, you know, update going to mess up or something of that sort? I just feel that's the easiest way to go about it. But that's just me personally. Boo! Boo, I was going to say, I'm kind of in the camp that I would want to be synced up just because for me, I know that there's foresight, global tickets, all that stuff. um, But for me, the hype of getting stuff at the same time, I would just like that a lot more. Even though Gail's plan of staying behind is actually much better for my wallet. So I'll take either (laughs) or. Um, My wallet appreciates knowing foresight and getting global exclusive tickets. But yeah. Um, Anyone else want to chime in on this one before we move on? 
Yeah, so I was waiting to hear what everybody else had to say because I have been discussing this with a bunch of different people on Twitter and stuff since the uh, results came out. Um, something that has already been mentioned is the fact that if you think about it, we have, was it like four, I don't want to say major, but like we have four major celebrations that are at the same time as JP at the moment, which is Saiyan Day, Golden Week, um, Heroes, and the worldwide download celebration and obviously what they're saying in the results of this is that they plan to add more so i'm assuming we can only assume that means more than just those four so as somebody already said once we get to a point where like half the year or more is same time celebrations then we are starting to get to that point where they might as well just sync everything up and i do like the idea that, as we said is something like the worldwide download celebration that could quite easily be brought forward a month and that celebration could be rebranded as the global anniversary but it's still a same time celebration for both versions and then the jp anniversary is a same time celebration for both versions in february um, and both versions just get the same unit so it would be the same thing as JP gets now, but we would also get those units in February. And then in July, that's when we would then get the download celebration. So obviously last year it would be the Namek stuff with Goku and Frieza. That would then come out on both versions at the same time. Um, I think it would be good. Obviously for me personally, like for selfish reasons, like the hype and obviously being a content creator, like covering stuff that's actually new is much better. But I also think some of the things that I see people say a lot are based on assumption because obviously I, I see a lot of people say like matter of factly that if they sync the games up then global will lose tickets but we don't know that that's true and in fact this previous the uh, most recent Saiyan day is actually the first time that this has happened is it was obviously on both versions at the same time but global still got the exclusive tickets that you can buy from the shop so that is the first example of there being a dual celebration but we actually still kept the global exclusive stuff that we would expect to get when like, you know, a normal Dokon Fest comes out three months later and we get those tickets to buy. So obviously we don't know what's going to happen. If they do decide to sync it, they could decide to take those tickets and stuff away. Um, but I don't know. It kind of all depends on the trade-off. Obviously for free-to-play players or people who don't spend as much, like Foresight definitely can be very useful. But as I said earlier, when we were talking about, you know, Foresight being good for knowing which units to EZA, we've seen a lot of stuff recently with global switching around celebrations and then changing banners because of that, which then completely ruins the Foresight plan because we actually did mention it on a previous episode back when that celebration dropped. But for me personally, I wasn't that bothered about summoning for AGL trunks. So I went super hard summoning for Janem because based on the jp schedule trunks should have been next and then it would have been the tech androids who i did really want so i went crazy hard for janemba because i didn't care about trunks and then they dropped the androids next on global so i had to buy a bunch of extra stones because i'd used up all the ones that i probably would have saved if i knew that the androids were coming out next so unfortunately sometimes that foresight actually almost works in reverse because they just randomly change things sometimes so um whilst there are like pros and cons on both sides i do think some people get a bit too matter of fact about like this thing will happen if they sink or like this thing will happen if they don't but we don't really actually know that and hopefully if they were going to do it they would implement it well because like to touch on gail's point i don't think we should say like oh they shouldn't do it because 
that it's been done badly in the past. We should hope that they are going to do it, but they would actually do it well, hopefully. But I guess, this yeah. Is we, well, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, I I, who knows? I, I, who knows, listen, right? I, I'd love to have that faith, but even other gacha companies that have notoriously been good in the past have failed to do it. So that's the yeah. only reason why I'm saying, like, it's just not, it's never been feasible in the past and yeah. i don't trust akatsuki doing it it's all i'm saying <laughs> i just like to I, take the glass half I, full mentality <laughs> yeah I, I think there's a lot of ways they can do it because i was just thinking about it right now you could easily shift tanabata and make that like the nearest singular dokkan fest lr and can be on both versions that's the new year's banner for both games worldwide celebration can be in june slash july and that's the global anniversary plus tanabata for jp so you know they're celebrating both at the same time February can be, of course, you know, JP anniversary and Global can celebrate at the same time and so on and so forth. I think there's ways to go about it. It's just that when you look at the rest of the game and how the rest is handled in terms of the content releasing, you see SBR coming at random times, ESBR coming at, you know, like they've already given us the news piece for ESBR for Universe 7, which I, when did that come out on JP? Like just uh, like for saying day? So it's just so randomly how fast we're getting stuff or how slow we're getting stuff. And if they do sync it up and in that process of syncing it up and it, you know, maybe the end goal might, you know, make it really good. But the process to get there is going to be hellish for global players is what I'm perceiving it as as well. Mm, Yeah, because the consistency is a bit weird because sometimes back in the day, because I've been, you know, I'm past my 2000 days login at this point so back in the day it was almost like a solid five to six months that global was behind but sometimes now stuff comes out like literally two months later which is obviously cool and then other things actually do almost take like the full five to six months so even the actual how far behind global is is sometimes very inconsistent which is kind of annoying Right, like how quick we got the tech androids, but now how long we're going to have to wait for the Raditz celebration, which I'm not excited for Raditz, but I'm excited <laughs> for Turles. I want the Turles, yep. so I have to wait forever to get my Turles, you know what I mean? And this uh, LR banner update, which is pretty hype too, if that, they continue that, which I know we talked about last week. But all right, we're going to move on here. Um, the next question, not like the craziest hype question, but it's just our expectations for the producer's letter. Uh, 58% said that they want information about new characters and events. I think in general, people are saying, yeah, we would like to hear about new characters on these producer letters before they get leaked, and it would be pretty hype. Um, Does anybody have any thoughts on this? I think if they change these producer letters into just an addition to a Dokkan now, I think that would be pretty good, because then we can get, you know, the results of the survey from Koto, and then we can also, like, at the very end, say, and by the way... Here is a teaser for the next upcoming celebration or, you know, the intro animations for whatever unit's coming. I think they can combine those together and will still work really well. Mm. Uh, I'd say just kind of straightforward, right? You know, it's like, oh, do you want more communication, more character info characters? Not really anything you could really speculate on. Just straightforward. That's what it is, right? Yep. Just someone, sure. someone teach them that if they are going to do, because we love extra communication, it's great, but someone needs to teach them that if they're going to do like Dokkan now and stuff, stop putting the stuff in the data download like six <laughs> hours before it comes out. Right. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, I know that they should be more aware of it. And it's the same point as the whole, oh, they're looking at from the global perspective. So they're just ignoring anything that happens on the JP side, or they're assuming we ignore stuff on the JP side. 
it's just like they don't want people to look into the data download or anything of that sort but it's like we're gonna look at it you know we're looking at it mm. you've seen the videos come out by everybody but why well, are you still doing it kind of thing right that's the main problem yeah because because this is the thing i was saying about like when you know when we were talking about the upcoming difficult content is it's like sometimes like minato said it's and like you're address, kind of addressing with this point is sometimes they act like global doesn't know jp exists but then literally in this survey they ask questions based on like the release of units on jp so it's like they simultaneously know that the global player base knows what's going on on jp yeah. and then at the same time thinks they don't know what's going on on jp yeah it's like they just want to have a blind eye, and that's uh, that's the problem I'm having. Uh, I think a lot of people have with Akatsuki and the way they're handling it right now. It's just like we know what you're doing, but it's like why are you turning a blind eye to us? Mm. Shout out to Koto though, because I will say again, being a long time player, mm -hmm. the communication on global specifically, like a couple of years ago, was basically non-existent. <laughs> so nothing yeah. communication. Exactly. Our communication came from the French data miners. They were our <laughs> yeah. right? Exactly. All right, well, let's move to the last slide, and this is probably the most hyped slide on there, but it basically said that we are they're going to give us new information on the next campaign on 424, which should be tomorrow. It just says 424 PST, but it doesn't give us any time, so is it going to just release at midnight PST? Um, if anybody knows, let me know, but um, basically it's going to say who the characters would be. So we're going to speculate here a little bit. Do we think it's golden week? Uh, will it be a joint celebration? Do we think it's going to have anything to do with the Dragon Ball superhero movie? Um, Minato, let's start with you on this one. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little, it's a, it's a slightly little early for golden week. Uh, my opinion, it, it could be golden week, right? Um, my guess is that it'll be something related to the movie. Like a mini Super Dragon Ball Hero, not Super Dragon Ball, <laughs> a mini uh Dragon Ball Super Superhero celebration, and um, maybe like a free to play Gamma One and Two or something, right? I think that it might be something similar to that because they're not gonna drop a new banner before the sales ends, right? And the sales in global don't end until after the maintenance. That's on what like the twenty sixth or something. And if anything, you know, the units might just be in that data download for global with the maintenance, right? It, it would make mm, yeah. sense. So I don't think that it'll be like going a week, same turn or anything. I think that's still a couple of days away to even get the reveals. Usually the going a week celebration would start on like the, the 26th 28th. or the 28th or so, right? Yeah, I think uh, the units came out on the 28th last year. Yeah, yeah they did. So that's why I think... It might just be an entirely separate thing. I don't know if it'll be same time for both versions or it'll be a global exclusive type of thing. Maybe it's like Raditz or something. Who knows, right? <laughs> we don't know for sure. But I, I, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be a new character banner. I think it'll be uh, some free to play units or something, right? Well, we'll have to see. Um, and it would be odd for them to start the celebration on the twenty fourth, then drop the new units on like the twenty eighth. I, I don't see that happening mm. either. But. Well, I well, I the mean, thing is, yeah, go ahead, again. Again. well, I was going to say the thing is, because I was double checking because um, Luca Dokon tweeted a thing a couple of days ago after the survey results came out. The time that they're saying that this information is going to come. So the 24th PST, there's a screenshot for global. Um, the 24th PST, if it's going to be released at around the time we normally see news, that's actually going to be the morning of the 25th for the UK. 
And in on the morning of the 25th last year, that's when they posted that a new Dokkan event is coming soon for GT yes, Vegeta mm-hmm. and GT Goku. But so I think it is going to be Golden Week no, stuff. Because they say it's going to be Celebration Info. Yeah. Right, well, but I mean, that's like, what does that mean? Like, a new Dokkan event is <laughs> yeah. coming for a character. That is Celebration Info, technically. Yeah, I was about to say, that's still... No, they I mean, mean the can... Celebration itself. Well, we right? don't know that that's what they mean. It though. says that's the, the campaign. Yeah. It says literally the next campaign. Right, which that's could start the... on the 28th, which is only a couple days away from that release yeah. of the information. So, I mean, it but very well is, could the, be. The, okay, wait, one second, uh, Minato. They're saying the information on the next campaign, it could just be like, oh, they're telling us some bits and bobs that are coming for the next campaign. It's not going to be mm. the whole campaign info, right? It yeah. could literally be like how they do a Dokkan now and they show us like, oh, there's this easy area coming. Oh, this free-to-play unit is coming. Oh, these are the new units. And there you go, kind of thing, right? That's information on the next campaign doesn't necessarily mean it's the whole thing so yeah because you could argue that like that teaser that went into the news last year that was just like the hey a new dokon event is coming for gt vegeta and gt goku you could argue that you could have said before that that information on the next campaign is coming and then that's what that is because it's a piece of information about the next campaign so i don't think it's necessarily confirmed but the fact that the they specified that date which is when we got that reveal last year so i wouldn't be surprised if it is the same kind of thing but obviously we don't know but yeah <laughs> so let's let's break it down i'm just going to read it word for word because i think there are some things we can break down from it so it says the information on the next campaign will be released on 424 so all it's saying right there is that information will be released it doesn't mean a campaign is starting or anything so it doesn't have to start on 424 it just means they're telling us information on that time then it says who will the new characters be and characters is in plural so that means multiple new characters now it could be new just relative to global, so it could be something that's already on JP. Could be free to play, it doesn't mean it's Dokkan Fest, but to me what it's telling me is we're getting info on the 24th, it's going to be about a new campaign, but it doesn't have to start that time, and there will for sure be multiple characters revealed. That's what I gather from it. I don't know if you guys are reading it differently than me, but to me, Golden Week could fit that because Golden Week is dual Dokkan Fest and characters plural would be two. So I think that it could be a possibility in my opinion, but I, I could also see a mini Dragon Ball superhero movie thing, kind of like what they did with the Android 21 EZA. It could be a mini thing like that with the free-to-play Gamma 1 and 2. I can see that also. uh, Legends is also getting Gamma 1 and 2 soon, right? Right. That's another thing why I feel like we are getting superhero stuff uh, soon for JP as well. Uh, Again, I'm pretty sure it'll be... Like not specifically related and to that. And there's a Gamma 1 and 2 Fusion as well, I believe, that was revealed as well, that they can maybe do something with that. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, All I right. think, did you? I, 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 yeah, I think Minato cut out, so I just yeah, jumped that, in right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it's not impossible that Gamma 1 and 2 can happen. And I mean, it's so especially like if it's anything like how, you know, back in the day when we had uh, the movie for Super Broly, right? The movie stuff in the game, we had that, you know, couple of stages. You had the Jacket Goku and Vegeta, we had Broly and. The Golden Freeze, I completely forgot what was the fourth unit, but we had those free-to-play units. I think it was only the Jacket, Goku, and Vegeta that had come out initially, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, though. Um, but we could get something like that, where we get just the initial couple of stages, maybe no story, because, you know, that's what they did, I think, on Global as well. They had no scenarios active uh, for a certain period of time, so they could do something like that, maybe, and just give us Gamma 1 and 2 that way, probably. 
Yeah, because they did with the Broly event, didn't they do, like, they released, like, hey, here's the Dragon Ball Super Broly, but then it was just a raid, and we didn't actually get the unit. Yeah. But they could do, like, a raid, and then maybe mm-hmm. there's a free-to-play Gamma 1 and 2 we could earn or something. Like, it definitely could be something small like that, right? For sure. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. Because, yeah, okay. the fact that Legends have already announced that they're coming, like, to the game is, it does make me wonder, like, because we speculated when the movie got delayed, if it's, like, if they planned for Golden Week to be the movie stuff, we're assuming that that means that they're just going to cancel it or whatever. But <laughs> who knows? Maybe they are just going to drop movie stuff, which would be kind of crazy. Right, right. All right. So I think we're, we're pretty much running at the end of the main show here. Originally, we were not going to take a break um, because it was shorter, but we actually went like quite long here. So what are people's thoughts? Do you want to take a break? Do you want to move no. on the questions? Do we want to like just do a couple questions or do we want to do all the questions? What do you guys want to do? We don't, okay need break. Through. Yeah. I don't okay. need a break. I don't need a break. No break? Through. Okay, are you guys good still covering all the questions, or do we want to just do a couple of them? What do we got? One, two, three, four questions? Yeah, yeah. Let's, bang, let's bang them out nice and quick. We'll just, yeah. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. we can just go really quick with them, right? All right, yeah. so let's hop into our Twitter question. So our first question comes from Abu, Abu Luck, and he asks, uh, would Dokkan do another transforming character in the manner of the Frieza, Goku, and Vegeta, the ones that they transform every turn and they have five transformations? So uh, let's just start with Ningen. How about everybody just pick one character that they think could be a five transformation unit on? Uh, Ningen, what do you what do you think? Let's go. Getting to go first because the obvious answer is Cell. Um, the only thing is I don't know if this is the best thing to do again because we saw even with the Vegeta who when he came out was arguably a lot better than Goku and Frieza. Like you only get those transformations for one turn, so their kits are not particularly like special in any way they're just a slightly buffed version of the one before until you get to the final one so now that we have units that transform via active skill and stuff like that i don't really think they need to do a unit like this again but in terms of multiple transformations i think cell is definitely a good candidate for sure um gail do you have any ideas Mm, absolutely not i mean cell is pretty much <laughs> this one i mean you could probably do something like a boo like you know go from margin boo to super boo then maybe just throw in maybe like Boo Tanks, Boo uh, uh, Han, and then Kid Boo, right? That's something they could do. But like Ningen said, I mean, these units, I think, have, they're past their time. They're, you know, they need to be sent to the old age home right now. I mean, even the, <laughs> even with their EZAs, the Goku and Frieza, they're, still, they're good. They're, I still use them in a lot of uh, difficult content, uh, at least the ones on Global. I'm not sure how they fare in Red Zone, to be quite honest. But I still use them on Global quite often here and there. And they're very, they're good, but would I want, the, would I want more of them? Not necessarily. I mean, I'd prefer if they would try and do them in different manners, maybe release them as solo units, because I'd like to see, you know, a new first form cell that's just first form cell. I mean, we obviously have the prime battle version, but like, I like a first form cell that's just there, you know, I don't want to see him transform or anything. I mean, I know Toon would love that, but you know, something along those lines. Yeah, I could see just because Cell was brought up, I could see Cell actually starting as like the bug form, like where mm. he's just the insect, and then go first mm-hmm. form, second form, perfect form, and then perfect Cell. I think that could be a, a set of five there. Um, Joker, do you have any ideas for a transforming unit? Um, I mean, they could always do Gohan or Trunks and just put them through all their forms. Gohan going from like Saiyan Saga form all the way up to Ultimate Gohan or something. I know it wouldn't make a lot of sense, and the links would be horrendous. <laughs> but it's a possibility <laughs> um or you could go the way of like the gt goku event where we get a new transforming goku it's just the gt version of it and not 
the blue version of it at the very end. Mm. That's always a possibility. Plus, they could always just do it for like a hero's card because then obviously you can throw in. And you have a thousand transformations. Yeah, like Vegito and have him go from base like Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, and then Super Saiyan 4, which would be pretty crazy. Limit Breaker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought of some oddball ones because, like, what if you did some with fusions? Well, like, if it was like a base Kellen Khalifa and then they went Super Saiyan SS2 and then turned into Kefla and then Super Saiyan Kefla, like, that could be an option. I think Zamasu is kind of intriguing to me, where, like, it would start as Zamasu and then go Goku Black. It could even be like Goku Black in the Goku, you know, the Goku Goku Black and then go into real Goku Black and then Rose. You could do the Scythe Rose as a separate form. You could do. I know, so one of the things I was talking about were, like, I feel like they poorly name units. So they have Fusion Zamasu, but I feel like there's two Fusion Zamasus. There's, like, the normal Fusion, and then there's where he's, like, distorted or whatever, or like, half his face is messed up. Yeah, yeah, but they give them both the same name in Dokkan. They could have different names. And then we talked about Trunks. I feel like Spirit Swords Trunks needs to have a different name, and that could be a different Fusion, but our transformation part of it. So, I don't know. I think something like that could be cool. Um, I think we lost Minato, so yeah, we gone. will... He's gone. That's okay. We'll just hop right into the next one here. Uh, so the next one is from Fake Joker. Um, Ice Cold Joker, whoa, do you whoa, have whoa, any whoa. opinions on this? Do you, <laughs> what? Do, you, what? do you have an imposter out there? Yeah, we got a question from Fake Joker, so I don't know. Someone's trying where, to impersonate you out there. Fake yeah, so, Joker 5-9? Are you serious yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You either, have a, you either have a fan or a stalker. I don't know which, but you got something going on here. So How nice. dare they? So they best not have a slime channel. Wait, Actually, one, I, one second. I am so confused by this because Ningen and I have been around for like over a year with 5.9 and we don't have a soccer. Mm. I don't know whether to be happy about that or not, but you know. Here's my theory. <laughs> How does this happen then? My theory is Joker actually wanted to ask his own Twitter question. And he made it. <laughs> uh, he he wants it. to manipulate the podcast. He's trying to overtake the podcast. Man, I would I think, think of something much more witty than fake Joker 5.9. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So fake Joker asks, I think that there is not a theme going on currently. What theme would you like to see them start in Dokkan? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a movies or future saga theme would be good just because there's a lot missing from there. I'll just jump in first really quick. I want a Dragon Ball Saga theme to get going and really push the Dragon Ball Saga. Um, start with the kid saga and then go into the world <laughs> tournament. I think would be really cool. Um, Gail, what kind of theme would you like to see in Dokkan? But first, first and foremost, Joe, don't you get... Dragon Ball Saga every world tournament though. Oh dear God! No, no, no! I want, I want, I want legit Dokkan Fest units. Like I want that kid Goku to get an easy A. I want like Mm -hmm. a Dokkan. If they did Dokkan Fest Videl, give me a Dokkan Fest Kid Bulma. Like give me something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm -hmm. Give it to me. I think a Dragon Ball Saga is a great idea. I mean, considering the lack thereof, it would be fantastic. Um, the one I would like the most, I mean, I would say movies, we kind of had the more movie hero side of things, of course, leading into, I would say, um, uh, the God cues, uh, or the God bros, I should say, um, GT has also had it, but more so Shadow Dragon Saga, I would say maybe like something like, uh, there's, the, there's not much to be quite honest, maybe, I mean, Future Saga has obviously been mentioned, we haven't had anything from Future Saga in yep. a long time, like a proper Future Saga theme going on, right? Um, right. Saiyan Saga has already had its uh, course run, and it's been a disaster. It's not been <laughs> the best, quite honestly speaking, but, you know, it's been... I mean, they had some good units. I'd probably say something like, you know, let's go back to maybe something of the Cell Saga or Baby Saga, to be quite honest. I'd say Baby Saga more so, because I'd love a Dokkan mm. first Baby Vegeta or a Transforming Against J3 Goku into uh, Super Saiyan for Goku. Maybe, like, have a 
one step great ape transformation, like one turn of great ape, and then when he reverts back, it's actually him going Super Saiyan four, maybe something like that. Um, would love that maybe happening, but you know, you lead into like some of the more boring stuff. Obviously, you have to get out of the way some of the early Black Star Dragon Ball saga, or you could just do Rildo and then just jump into Baby Saga, something like that. I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, we got Power Power Brothers, man. Bar Bar Brothers. <laughs> the, the theme is starting. The theme is starting. Let's go. I mean, hey, who's next? <laughs> uh, Joker, what theme do you want to see? Uh, I kind of go along with Gale. I would like to see some more GT theme um, items not from the Shadow Dragon Saga. Um, I know Ningen's foaming at the mouth for a redo of Super 17. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't think that's coming anytime soon. So the only real other arc they have would be the very beginning of GT. Uh, Saiyan Saga has run its course and we know how that worked out uh they apparently just refused to touch og dragon ball yeah except for a rando unit here and there and the world tournament units which are their own separate struggle and other than that i mean we've pretty much gone through about everything in mainline dragon ball z at this point over the past like what year we've gotten boo units we've gotten uh, Namek units, we've gotten Saiyan Saga units, we've gotten Cell Saga units, so it's like, what else can we cover now? Well, I, I don't guess think Super. Dokkan... I don't think Dokkan's allowed to release another Super 17 until they've done at least five more units that absorb Super Attacks. Mm, and then right. another 17 will come and not absorb Super Attacks, so... you <laughs> know, Have a chance to absorb Super Attacks. The chance, yes, yes. Uh, Ningen, how about you? Um, well, I mean, I think uh, to think outside the box a little bit, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think the theme has to be a specific saga. So one thing that I would like to see, because I kind of speculated about a possible design for like what Saiyan Day was going to be, I would kind of like to see a celebration with Super Saiyan 3 as the theme, because that team needs some buffs. Obviously, we did just get the Goku on Global, but um, remember that super saiyan 3 vegeta whilst he is a crossover unit is not considered a heroes unit so he did get a dokon fest the str one is a dokon fest exclusive so we could get a new dokon fest exclusive super saiyan 3 vegeta get some easy a's for some of the super saiyan 3s like the lr super saiyan 3 goku the free to play uh, physical broly stuff like that like that i don't really think it necessarily well. has to be a saga yeah so make like a theme around super saiyan 3 i think that'd be kind of cool or you could do that obviously for any form to buff like any mm -hmm. particular team i think that'd be quite cool listen to this man saying super saiyan 3 isn't a good team when heroes came i mean it's better now obviously but ideally we need a lot <laughs> we need a bardock eza or a new leader because and then that team will be cooking the bardock uh, eza is gonna be hype <laughs> yeah also i will say i know that we kind of said you know movies has happened a bit but to be fair, there's two movies that necessarily haven't gotten the most representation in recent years of Dokkan, and that's Battle of Gods and Res of F. Um, yep. So that's also there. You can throw in that into the mixer as well. Maybe something that could happen and possibly people want. I know a lot of people want. I personally, I'm kind of like, eh, it's all right. If you get it nice for people, otherwise I don't care realistically. But I know mm -hmm. a lot of people want it. So, yeah. For sure. All right, let's go on to the next question. Our next question comes from Thad. He says, who is the best yellow coin LR from 2021? And he posted a picture of future Gohan and Trunks. Um, I'll jump in quick. As a global player, I'm just going to say God Goku and Hit. I know that JP has had some better ones, but I'm just going to go based on my experience and say God Goku and Hit. 
Uh, Ningen, who do you think is the best yellow coin LR from 2021? I mean, LR Super 17, obviously. Of course. <laughs> obviously. All right. All right. <laughs> With um, his hidden mechanic to absorb super attacks that they didn't type into their kit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He does it for yeah. me all the time when, as yeah. long as I'm not recording and no one's looking. So, for um, sure. Yeah, no, um, I think because uh, there's three pictured, it probably is got to be one of those three, right? Like, God Goku and Hit are super good, but they're not on a lot of teams. Um, Funnily enough, I really, really like the in Vegeta exchange, like to Goku unit. Um, I remember, funnily enough, when they uh, released the details for his kit, I was super unimpressed because his kit is like, quote unquote, boring. It is literally just he's got attack and defense. He gets more attack and defense when he attacks. And his super attack effect is that he gets more attack and defense. So it's nothing super crazy or interesting. But then once you actually use him in game and see the numbers that he puts out, like that unit is actually crazy, especially on the 200% team as well. So I do really like that unit. For sure, for sure. Um, Joker, do you have any comments on this one? Best yellow coin LR? Uh, I mean, just to go off convention and not name the other guys, uh, I'd say Janemba. Just because of, you know, movie bosses needed a big time buff and LR Janemba definitely brought that power. He is, you know, a little overly restrictive in his passive, but he's still one of, if not the best defensive units in the game for difficult content because of, you know, what he does. So I would I would put him up there. For sure. And he's a very good defensive unit and defense cannot be overrated. Um, Gail, what do you think is the best yellow coin LR in 2021? Mm. I will probably lean towards, I'd say, I mean, I know God, Goku, and Hit has been there. You know, we've said Janemba. I'd say Vegeta and Goku, uh, uh, probably, to be quite honest. I, I really like the look of them. I just pulled them on the New Year's banner, surprisingly. And I've been using them since. Really good unit. I must admit, especially on the 200% leader skill now, it's been good. It's been very, very good. So I'd probably take them, in all honesty, if you don't have them. Yeah, and we don't have Minato here, but I'm sure Minato would throw out units like the Kaioken Goku and I think the new Goku Piccolo. I think they're definitely in that mm -hmm. discussion. So people, if people in chat are freaking out right now, like yes, they're we're aware of that. Well, we're just we're just a bunch of global players right here, right? Well, the, I think because <laughs> the question the question was 2021. Oh, I guess technically they're 2022. You're yeah. right. You're right. You got me there. You and the only problem when it comes to answering questions like that is, I mean, for me personally, I can't remember exactly which ones were 2021. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's but. true that's true so all right well i think that is going to wrap up our show for today this has been episode 79 of the dokkan battle podcast literally just Patan. Uh, i would like to thank all of my guests today so we have uh, minato uh, ice cold joker mass ning and gail riot um also thanks to vilify for helping out behind the scenes producing um my name has been Joe Wags. It has been an absolute pleasure hosting for you all today. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you all on the next one. See ya. Bye.